Welcome to the Homeschool Show for North Carolinians for Home Education. Our goal is to help you homeschool with confidence and joy. I'm your host, Matthew McDill. It's always great to be with you. And once again, uh, this week, it's great to talk to you about all things homeschooling in North Carolina. We have a great show set up for you today. We're going to kick it off with some homeschool news. Uh, first of all, we're going to talk about Senate Bill 49. Uh, called the Parents' Bill of Rights, which was passed earlier this summer and how important that is. Uh, we're also going to share some other really great opportunities for you uh, coming up soon. One of them is a free chess workshop that's this month. Um, also is a field trip to the Lazy Five Ranch that's coming up next month. Um, also, if you have a graduate this year, uh, we've got a lot of great opportunities. We have um, a distinctive diploma. We have scholarships. Uh, we have a graduation ceremony uh, each year, and we're going to tell you about that. Today in Homeschool Conversations, I have two conversations to share with you. Uh, the first is one that I had with Jessica Frierson, who's on our NCHE team. She's going to give us a little update and flavor of what we do as a legislative, uh, legislative team uh, for you here in North Carolina. And then I'm going to talk to, um, I'm going to share with you a conversation I had with Dr. Roger Smith, who's an author and speaker. And he's gonna to talk to dads about how to have good conversations with your kids and also talk about family ministry. So let's dive right into some homeschool news. And I'd like to read an article uh, to you from the Parental Rights Foundation. Uh, you can find it at parentalrightsfoundation.org and then the Parental Rights Veto, veto Override in North Carolina is the title of the article. Now, if you haven't heard of this organization, I really encourage you to find out about parentalrights.org. Uh, they're an organization that is especially uh, watching for bills, watching for legislation, not just in North Carolina, but all over the nation, in fact, all over the world, about parental rights. And you'll wanna follow uh, their work and find out what's going on, of course, because that's foundational to what we're doing as homeschoolers. Um, so anyway, um, here's part of the article about uh, SB 49 in North Carolina. It took a special session and a veto override in both houses of the legislature. But on August 16th, North Carolina passed SB 49, the Parents' Bill of Rights. The Senate voted uh, 27 to 18 in favor of the override, and the House voted 72 47 just 26 minutes later. In North Carolina, a 60% majority is required to override a veto. SB 49 outlines and preserves certain rights of parents, including their rights, quote, to direct the education and care of his or her child, and, quote, to direct the upbringing and moral or religious training of his or her child, among other rights. So those are really important. And as you can see, while we would be talking about this as homeschooling parents, this is exactly the foundation um, upon which we would believe that we would have the right uh, to educate our kids at home. Uh, the bill originally passed the Senate on February 7th and was sent to the House. The House passed an amended version in, on June 28th, with the Senate adopting the amended version the following day. Then the bill went to Governor Roy Cooper, who vetoed the legislation on July 5th. The governor cited concerns over provisions that require public schools to notify parents of their children's physical and mental health, and that prevent, quote, instruction on gender identity, sexual activity, or sexuality. So um, you can see, of course, what our Governor Cooper 
uh, has in mind by not allowing teachers to inform parents and by making sure that this kind of uh, gender teaching is a, is a part of public school education. Um, at any rate, uh, I hope you've already heard about this story, but I think it's such a great thing to celebrate. Um, and so we just wanted to take note of it right here. Um, we want to be thankful for the senators and representatives who not only were able to present this bill, but to override that veto um, and make sure that it became uh, legislation. These are the kind of representatives and senators that we need in North Carolina to continue to fight for us because this, again, is the foundation for homeschooling. Okay, so want to let you know about some of these opportunities that are coming up. First is we have a chess demo lesson to learn problem solving. This is free, and we've been partnering with Stephen Bloom, who's a former top 10 uh, chess player in Canada. And he has been working with us recently on providing discount opportunities to NCHE members. They get 25% discount on his chess courses. But this workshop is free, so you can get to know him, and the kids will here get some beginner lessons on uh, chess movement on the board and some beginning chess strategies. Uh, this is going to take place on October 25th at 10 a.m. You can go to nche.com slash chess workshop and sign up for this free workshop. Um, also, the Lazy Five Ranch field trip is coming up. That's on November 3rd. That's in Mooresville. The Lazy Five Ranch has been a family-run exotic animal park for more than 30 years and is home to 750 animals from six different continents. Registration will be taken through Wednesday, November 1st, or while ticket supplies last. So this is really cool. I've been to the Lazy Five. Um, it's a great place to take your kids. I've also been to the Chess Workshop, uh, which is fantastic. Stephen does such a good job, and my kids uh, enjoyed that. Last, will you have a graduate this spring? We have a distinctive diploma, a statewide graduation ceremony, and a graduate magazine in which um, each graduate will have their uh, picture and a brief description. There's also other opportunities to buy bigger ads um, for your graduate. This comes out in May. Uh, May 25th, 2024 is the graduation ceremony in Winston-Salem uh, right after the Thrive Conference. Um, diplomas are available year-round. We also have college scholarships. Application for scholars, uh, college scholarships open in December. You can go to nche.com slash graduate dash central and find out about all of these things. But here's something amazing is all of these opportunities are exclusively for NCHE members. If you're not a member of NCHE, you want to go to nche.com slash join and find out all the benefits that you get by being an NCHE member, and you will not regret it. Okay, moving on to homeschool conversations. Uh, in August, we had a an NCHE board and liaison retreat. So it's great to have the whole NCHE team together, and we spend that time planning for the next year. Uh, we love serving parents. We love helping them homeschool with confidence and joy, and we have a fantastic team. Jessica Frierson is on our team. She's our uh, secretary, but she, she also works with the legislative committee. I'd like to reintroduce you to, to her and also let her give a summary of what we've been doing uh, and what we generally do with legislation with NCHE. So let's check out this conversation. 
Alright, Jessica, we're at the board retreat again. Yes. How many years have you been to it? Well, uh, let's see. I guess this is my seventh or eighth retreat to wow. attend. Yes. My youngest child has been here his whole life. Okay. And what do you enjoy about it the most? Connecting with the other board members. Um, getting a renewed vision for the year of what we are doing here at NCHE. Um, which, you know, doing that collectively, but then just personalizing that, mm -hmm. um, reminding ourselves of why we're doing what we're doing, right. um, and then applying that to what, what each one of us as directors and liaisons do here within CHE. I think it's just really good for us to come together and have that chance to, to refocus mm -hmm. and um, remind ourselves of what, what it's all right. about. So recently you... We're in a situation of life where you thought you were going to have to pull back some from NCHE. Yes. And I was so happy to know how sad you were. Oh, yeah. It, it, was, <laughs> it was devastating to think that I was going to lose my NCHE family. Yeah. And, 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 and very, very much a relief to realize that I could work things right. out another way and, and, and remain a part of this organization. We were just talking about the strengths and weaknesses of our organization, and one of the things that we came up with, one of our top strengths, is our team. We have a big team, a team with a lot of experience, a lot of integrity, um, and I just want to take the moment mm -hmm. uh, thanking Jessica for her service and also to talk to you uh, as listeners to know that one of the ways that you can serve and help um, other homeschoolers is by being a part of NCHE because our goal is to help parents homeschool with confidence and joy and we have a big awesome volunteer team that's really fun to be a part of and we're making a, a real impact in people's lives so something to consider yes right. it's very important so um, you're still serving as secretary on the board right and you also have been very involved with legislation yes and uh, do you have any reflections on this year and some of the things that have been going this on has there? been a really big year legislatively mm -hmm. um, not only did we introduce our own bill in the senate and the house um, which has kind of stalled out this very critical bill for mm -hmm. homeschoolers but we also there were a, a number i lost track of how many bills that others brought up that we had to um, you know, we, what we do as legislative committee is any bill that impacts mm -hmm. or that we think might impact homeschoolers to, to look at it, examine it, consider how might this affect mm -hmm. us. Um, and, and sometimes it's not things that we, you might think initially would have an impact on homeschooling. And, and so, you know, through the experience that some of our other board members have had a number of years in homeschooling and um, mm -hmm. specifically working with NCHE, they've learned what kinds of things to look out for. So we've had those bills that are like that. We've had bills that were involving funding uh, that would impact homeschooling because um, with funding always comes um, strings that yeah. uh, that will be pulled and tighten our uh, freedom. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, just, you know, regulations. And so we've, we've had a really busy year um, with analyzing bills just taking a stand uh, do we want to support this bill if we think this is a good one do we want to oppose mm -hmm. and and that may be simply uh you know issuing a statement uh we oppose this bill and this is why 
and it might be doing a lot more of you know actually lobbying and working like this bill is really not good we need to make sure this does not get passed right so you know doing that part of our you know our mission here of protecting the rights of homeschoolers mm -hmm. we're you know very proactive in doing right. that and then the biggest thing was our bill that was for homeschoolers to be able to take the PSAT and AP tests that uh, we were being very marginalized and, and pretty much locked out of those mm -hmm. tests. And so we were working to get a bill passed uh, to um, for those that freedom of homeschoolers to be allowed to do that. Right. So that's it's been a busy, busy year in legislatively. Uh, Capital Fest as well. Capital Fest was a great success. Um, yeah, if you have not been to Capital Fest, we do it every two years and you need to come. So 25, mm -hmm. 2025, watch out for it. Because, right. you know, we go to Raleigh and um, with our families and our children have a chance to, um, you know, be there in Raleigh, see where the laws are made. Um, and they, But they see all three branches of our government judicial, legislative, and the executive branch. So we had the lieutenant governor mm -hmm. came and spoke. He was great, wasn't yeah, he? that's right. And um, so and, and explained, you know, how the government works as far as that branch of it. Um, we had a couple of our legislators speak. Mm -hmm. And then we also had tours of the General Assembly building. Right. And then the judicial branch. Two of our Supreme Court judges took our kids into their courtrooms yeah. and explain the judicial process. Pretty amazing opportunity. Yeah. I, the kids are just, you know, blown away by it. And mm -hmm. they're, you know, they, they feel like not only do they understand how things work, but they feel empowered as an American citizen in, in seeing like how, how this all works and that they have a chance to impact the future mm -hmm. of our country by being a part of that or, and at least understanding how it all works. Right. Now, if you're interested in serving just like Jessica does, maybe it's just on our NCHE team in general, um, or maybe you'd like to learn more about uh, helping us out with legislation, you can go to nche.com slash partner slash serve, and we'll also have these links in the show notes as well. And there's an application there in which you can express your interest in being a part of serving homeschoolers in North Carolina with our team. And there's a way of checking off different uh, areas that you're interested. For example, if you're interested um, in helping out with legislation, you can check that off and we will reach back out to you so that you uh, can join in. Okay, we have another conversation I'd like to share. Uh, once again, this is from Dr. Roger Smith, who's a friend of mine. He's also, also an author and speaker. I ran into him at the HSLDA conference for um, homeschool leaders a couple weeks ago at, at Ridgecrest, and we sat down and talked about a few things, um, especially about dads having great conversations with their kids. So uh, let's listen to what Roger has to share with us. Since we're both dads, um, and, and we, we really want to continue to think about how to encourage dads, um, what do you see as some of the most important roles that a dad plays in the, in the family and in raising the kids or in homeschool? In the early years, I really feel like dad sets the standard for what is normal behavior. 
You know, mom does too, but if dad does something, if dad spits out the car window, that's okay. <laughs> you know, it just, I mean, it's, he becomes kind of the unwritten rule for normal yeah. behavior. Yeah. You know, so what's important to dad in the early years sets the expectations for the children. As it, it, it goes on, I really think that dad's having time to listen to conversation and participate in it, not in an attempt to convince the child okay. of something, but to listen and guide their thoughts and going, hmm, I've never thought about that. You know, this is one thing that's important to me in this issue, whatever it is, you know, um, you know, whether it's, you know, relationships or whether it's life choices or any of those things. I think that dad can be the calm person that says, that's not threatened by their new thoughts and, and become the, the sounding board. And if dads can stay engaged enough to quietly say, hey, let's going to go, we'll go to a ball game or go fishing or we'll go hiking, do something where there is some space in the conversation. I think that that's so important. And I encourage dads to do that, whether it's a boy or a girl. Mm -hmm. To make some space for the conversation, because conversation is, is, is hugely important, particularly right. in the teen years. That's great. At these conferences, we've been talking about the importance of homeschooling and its impact on the state, on the nation, on the world, and yeah. on um, spiritual things, the kingdom of God from a Christian standpoint. And says anything jumped out at you as why that's important or how we could encourage parents in their role um, on a king, kingdom impact? You know, I'm not, I'm not thought about it in those, those terms uh, until you've asked the question that some of the con concepts that have been talked about is, um, you know, expanding our circles. You know, sometimes we, we, we close in based on to define who we are. But our influence is about expanding the circle, and and we think homeschoolers in particular have the opportunity to use their home to influence neighbors mm -hmm. and community by bringing you know, have either having events at the home, you know, having somebody over for coffee, or uh, but they see the children and the family interaction, and then you begin to influence people's concepts of what home and family is like and that that can only have a positive effect mm -hmm. and so um i think that as homeschooling one one we have more flexibility in our time to influence the world around us uh, we do want to be a positive influence we're called to be a light mm -hmm. a light is is uh intended to be used in darkness I mean, so we, you know, um, we don't just huddle, you know, yeah. with all the lights and put all the lights together. Let's yeah. take some of our light into the community and serve other people. And training our children to do that um, is very important, whether they're, you know, serving in the church, doing things on a timetable when other people are in school. And that takes intentionality. It I does, think that's it something. Does. Yeah. to encourage us as parents is to as you think about how am I raising my kids yeah. and how are we going to structure our, our family, our life, our education 
that ministry is a part of that yeah. and that being outside of our normal circles is a part of that uh, that's getting out of our comfort zone that's right yeah. all right roger thanks for joining me thank you okay now it's time for some wisdom from the word uh, just a couple weeks ago, I had the privilege of teaching at a family uh, retreat for a church. Um, and the pastor was an old friend of mine who asked me to come and talk about godly friendship. What was really neat is that this pastor, his name is Jared Scott, he was my first real godly friend. And he asked me to come speak on godly friendship. I grew up in Portland, Oregon. And as I grew up in public school, I had almost no Christian friends, and none of them were very good Christian friends. I moved to North Carolina uh, in high school, and I, I was a part of Fellowship of Christian Athletes and started making some Christian friends, but it wasn't until I went to church with Jared and met him that I formed a real deep godly friendship. So it was a privilege to be there uh, and share some biblical principles about godly friendship, and I want to share some of those with you. As you've probably heard, we are the loneliest we've ever been. We are the loneliest we've ever been. Um, in fact, you probably heard about the um, general Surgeon General Advisory for the, ep the epidemic of loneliness. Let me read this headline. New Surgeon General Advisory raises alarm about the devastating impact of the epidemic of loneliness and isolation in the United States, this was released on May 3rd and uh, this year. And here's what it says. Today, United States Surgeon General Dr. Vivek Murthy released a new uh, advisory calling attention to the public health crisis of loneliness, isolation, and lack of connection in our country. Even before the onset of COVID-19 pandemic, approximately half of U.S. adults reported experiencing measurable levels of loneliness. Disconnection fundamentally affects our mental, physical, and social health, and of course, we would add spiritual health. In fact, loneliness and isolation increase the risk of individuals to develop mental health challenges in their lives, and lacking connection can increase the risk for premature death to levels comparable to smoking daily. So, um, even outside of uh, a faith context, people are recognizing the serious issue of isolation and loneliness. Now, some of us feel like, well, that doesn't apply to me because I have all sorts of friends. In fact, I know, I'm happy to report to you, that I have 865 friends exactly according to Facebook. But you and I both know that I probably don't know really half of those people very well. Uh, that doesn't tell me anything about our friends and social media isn't increasing real deep friendships. So why is this important? The reality is many of us um, don't have deep relationships outside of our family and we feel very lonely. Uh, that is not how God created us. God has given us a beautiful gift and provision in friendship and having that. And why is that important for us and for our families? Um, we want to talk a little bit about that. So I'd like to turn to Philippians 3. Uh, verse 17, and this is one of my favorite chapters in the Bible, um, and it says this, Brothers, join with others in following my example, and take note of those who live according to the pattern that we gave you. 
Um, and I quoted that from the NIV, which is what I memorized a long time ago. Join with others in following my example. So this is what it means to have a godly friend, to join up with others as you're following Christ. Of course, Paul was saying follow him, which means uh, follow Christ. So right off the bat, we can see that God does not intend for us to take this journey of following Christ by ourselves. We're supposed to be joining with others, those brothers and sisters in Christ who are not in our immediate families, but in our uh, Christian circles. So what is a godly friend or what is it? Who, who are we supposed to join with? Well, if we look up here in verse 8, it says, Indeed, I count everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost, uh, suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. Um, and then Paul says, I'm not, I haven't obtained all this, but I press on to take hold of that. Um, and then it says, let those who are mature think this way. So these are the kind of people that we're looking for, mature people who are seeking to know Christ above all else. Now, here's a pretty difficult question for us. Are we a godly friend? In other words, if someone were looking for a godly friend, would they find us? Um, and that's a great encouragement because I want my desire, my greatest longing to be to know Christ to the point where everything else really doesn't matter. Um, if that's my heart, then here's what's going to happen. I'm going to want to hang out with people like that. You know, the old birds of a feather flock together. You see it all the time. I've seen it in, even in really great situations, like my kids have been in speech and debate. Um, and I would say some of the greatest uh, students, some of the greatest kids I've ever seen or have been a part of speech and debate. However, even there, there are uh, some who really aren't serious about following Christ. You know what's funny? Is they always find each other. You notice that? They always find each other. We gravitate toward the people who are like us or who are where we want to be. But be sure of this. You don't have to be godly to have godly friends, but you do have to have godly friends to become godly. So you just have to make a decision. Um, if you want to be serious about following Christ, find the people who are also following Christ. We also see here one of the reasons we need godly friends down in verse 18 of chapter 3, it says, For many of whom I have often told you and now tell you even with tears, walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. That's the very next verse after it says, join with others, which means because they're enemies. And we can skip over to chapter 1 and 2, where he says, I want to see you guys striving side by side for the cause of the gospel. Um, there's a lot at stake uh, in the spiritual battle. There's a lot at, at stake for our mission uh, to build the kingdom of God, and there are enemies. And so what better reason do we need to have friends, to have fellow workers, to have fellow soldiers in the battle uh, than knowing that this is what's at stake um, and this is what is going on. So having friends, having community, um, this might seem a little bit elementary, right? Of course, yeah, we know we're all supposed to have that. But I want to ask you this question. I want to challenge you. Do you really have close godly friends? Do you really? Be honest with yourself. Do you have people who really know your struggles? Who really know your pain, your victories, your needs? 
that you're really honest with? Do you have friends like that? Do you have friends who talk about the Lord with you? Who talk about how they're growing and what they're learning? Who pray with you? Do you have real friends like that? Um, a lot of times, we're really just surrounded by a bunch of surface friendships and not real deep godly friendships. So I want to encourage you uh, to pray for and look for uh, real godly friends that you can depend on. And of course, uh, this is important for our families. This is important for our homeschool journey to find these like-minded people uh, who can encourage us um, in this way. And this is what uh, the Bible encourages us to do. So I hope you'll be thinking about this and uh, that you'll make it a priority in your life to find the godly friends that you need uh, to seek the Lord. Well, I really want to thank you for joining us again this week. It's always a pleasure uh, to spend this time with you. And we'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions uh, or comments, maybe some topics you'd like us to address, uh, you can send those to the homeschool show at nchg.com. And as usual, I just want to ask you to do us a favor. And maybe it's a favor for your friends and your family, and that is tell them about the homeschool show. Uh, you can find out more about how to watch the homeschool show, how to subscribe and leave comments or reviews by going to nchg.com slash the homeschool show. The most important thing is that this show is created to encourage you, to inspire you, to equip you, to give you the information you need. And I think you know others who will also benefit from this. So uh, we'd appreciate you sharing that with them. So until next week, continue to homeschool with confidence and joy.